Hey everyone, welcome to the Waterlad Podcast, brought to you by Fortune Favours. I'm James Marshall, and today I have arguably the greatest player to come out of the family. He's played for the Marco Crusaders, Chiefs, Gloucester, and he has just signed a massive deal with NTT Docomo in Japan. It is, of course, Tom, the Tojo Tornado Marshall. Welcome, Toei. Cheers, Jimmy. Good to be on. Long-time listener, big fan. What's your favourite one? I know you listen to a few of them in isolation. Yeah, got through uh, all of them actually. Oh. Um, no, they were they were all good, all all different. If you had to pick a favorite, um, favorite prank and favorite podcast. I liked uh, I like Mike Mike Coman's oh, body. Yeah, he's, um, yeah he, he had me laughing away. Um, best prank definitely the Kelly Dalton's. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely classic. <laughs> the poor bloke, he is he's so keen to to be a part of it. <laughs> good old Dalton. He is a lad. So um, you're a fresh dad, aren't you? You've just had a wee baby. Talk me through that. How's that gone? Yeah, it's been awesome, eh? Um, had, the, had the wee man over in the UK um, nine weeks ago. Yeah. So we were in kind of lockdown at the time, so I wasn't training. I'd kind of finished my time with Gloucester and um, I was being able to, you know, spend every day with him and, and my wife... Um, for the last nine weeks, so it's been it's been pretty special. I don't think too many dads would get that quality uh, bonding time from a young age, mm. but um, no, really enjoying it. Um, yeah. And then had two weeks in isolation with him too. How was that? Yeah, that was a bit tougher. But, uh, <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit of a luck of the draw where you end up staying. Um, we were at a airport hotel, which. Yeah, I mean, I won't name it, but <laughs> it was fairly average. Um, you know, you, you just miss fresh air and good food and having a bit of space. But um, no, we got through that and it's nice to be back in Nelson, the, the sun's shining and back with family, so it's awesome. Yeah, and what other plans? So you've signed with Docomo in Japan. What's the plans for you over the next few weeks or to the rest of the year? Yeah, um, no, I'm just kind of waiting for a visa at the moment. Um hopefully get over to Japan in the next month or month or so. Um, get stuck into into my work over there. Just signed a a short term deal just just for a, a one year at the stage. Um, but mm. pretty keen to It's a big one year though, isn't it? <laughs> <that>, eh? <laughs> no. no, I made tough times, mate. COVID <laughs> contracts are low. <laughs> um, but no, I mean we'll see how we go. Hopefully I enjoy it and can uh, you know, kind of finish finish out my rugby career over there. How's the body though? Because that's always been the thing for you in the last over the last five years at Gloucester. Yeah, no, I've had uh, a bit of a horror run since I got off the plane in Gloucester. To be honest, I was straight into the the theatre room getting my knee done. Um, you know, that got me out for about nine months, and then yeah, I think I've had shoulder, ankle, hamstring all in the space of four years. But uh, been injury free for twelve months. Touchwood. Twelve uh, months, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, managed to, you know, be available for for every game up until COVID hit this season. Which, um, you know, it's been awesome. Eh? It's just, I think the more you get injured, the harder it is to get out of that cycle. But yeah, um, I think twelve months is what they say. You're, you you're in the green again. So, so you're in the green, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, and no, ready to go. Body's feeling good. Doing a um, bit of training here. So, no, it's all good. So you just need to get to Japan, pass your medical, and you're away. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, sh- I should pass my medical. I'm, 
I'm good to go. I've been been training pretty hard, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you look fit. Yeah. No, you do actually. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, being my brother, we grew up together. So, let's take take everyone back to your side of the story of growing up. We grew up in Auckland. Um, what else can you remember? Yeah, no, we uh, grew up in Mangaree Bridge. Um, pretty, pretty hoary kind of a, <laughs> a neighborhood at that time. Um, yeah, I mean it was good times. Like um, you know, we, we we never really had much, but you know we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I remember once a year I think they'd do re- recycling day, um, <laughs> the rubbish day, where they'd, everyone in the neighborhood would kind of throw away any of their old appliances or <laughs> junk basically <laughs> junk and you know it was like Christmas for us we'd uh we'd take a bag and we'd sort siphon through all the all the goodies and fill them up and hoon back home and <laughs> see what we had <laughs> what was your best find uh oh gosh I can't even I can't really remember I mean it is all junk so I don't think <laughs> anything lasted longer than a week but that's uh, all good stuff. <laughs> it's like Christmas. Yeah. And you were known as like the bug man of the family back in the day because when you were little you used to always play with bugs and play by yourself, especially it must have been up until about five-ish, eh? You were like known around, the, maybe around the whole place as the bug man. Yeah, I don't know if it was the whole neighbourhood, but uh, <laughs> definitely you guys labelled me the bug man. Um, no, I think it shows a sign of intelligence when you're a young man playing with bugs <laughs> very curious uh, mind <laughs> um, but no nah, I mean I'm not sure where that's gone I, I don't tend to um, be a big fan of insects these days so <laughs> you've lost your intelligence yeah maybe that's it and we used to I mean growing up we used to spend a lot of time at race courses and um, at the TAB <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you remember about that yeah, I think, um, you know, it's almost like a New Zealand nature, isn't it? you got your rugby, you got your racing, you got your beer. It's kind of... Fortune favours, yeah. Fortune favours. Um, you know, you got your cricket, and that's kind of the upbringing. Certainly we had um, any kind of holiday. We were we were off to the, the race course, and you've probably been to most racetracks in New Zealand and visited inside most TABs from a fairly young age. Um, certainly helped with my uh, <laughs> mathematics. Um, my times tables were through the roof. Adding up all my bloody multis, yeah. um, so subtractions of your bank account. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the sub, subtractions. Um, but yeah, I mean that's probably the only <laughs> real positive from that. But um, no, it's good. Good family time at a young age, and you know, as a kid, it's it's always great fun. You know, they always had the. Uh, like the fears and like the clowns. I remember the clowns for some reason. I used to love that. Like the clown with the mouth wide open. They'd yeah. go side to side. I used to love chucking a ball in there and seeing if I could win something. <laughs> what, at the races? Yeah, at the races. Oh, yeah. True. yeah. You loved it. Loved the clown. <laughs> and we used to, like, we used to know all the, basically all the cities and stuff, eh? Just from where, <laughs> where the TAB was. I remember like traveling when we were maybe like 17 or 18 and. We seem to know how to get around some of the, some of the cities from where the TAB were. Yeah, was. I think like most most people would use landmarks, maybe like a church <laughs> step or something like that, where 
our landmark point of reference was always the TAB, which <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty hard case. And we used to, we used to play a few other pretty weird games, eh, growing up. Um, any games that you remember in particular? Um, yeah, I mean, what we, oh, one, of, one of my favourites, um, Demolition Derby. On the bikes. On the bikes, <laughs> in the driveway, on the gravel, <laughs> tough conditions. Um, yeah, we, we never had great bikes. Um, nah. so uh, Well, that's probably why. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably fair enough. So basically what, what, what we would do um, is we'd both grab a bike each and basically get our run-ups and <laughs> it's basically a game of runner straight on the bike. The demolition derby, see see you can uh, knock each other off the off the bicycle. Um, usually resulted in a in a couple of buckle tires, probably grazed knees. But that was always good when you got someone from the side angle because you can their back wheel and yeah. just instant buckle and they're off. <laughs> get them pinned. Um, but yeah, the poor old uh, the poor old bikes took a bit of a hammering eh? <laughs> Yeah, sure did. And I mean, even when we got new ones, I think you might have got a new one, and I still had an old one. I was keen. <laughs> I was pretty keen to get you on the demolition derby and tally up, break, smash your new bike. Mum was stoked. Yeah. Um, what else did we used to play? Um, bit of run it straight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I think we uh, we probably invented that game. We were playing <laughs> playing run it straight from probably uh, the age of seven. Um, out, we had a little strip outside the side of the house, and yeah, it was the only way you could play, really, wasn't it? Base, yeah, the only way you could play is r- run it straight. I mean, you you were a couple of years older than me, so I, mean, I used to bore you. <laughs> it was a pretty un- unfair advantage, but you were quite you were quite skinny and quite soft, so I think I, I got the big bump going on a couple of times. So it was probably a fairly even matchup. <laughs> I don't think you ever bunted me. <laughs> oh, I did. It usually it usually ended in tears. If though. you did, I probably punched you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're quite an angry uh, child, eh? I remember a few times having to run away from you. I mean, you'd uh, you'd often uh, grab a, a weapon, <laughs> some kind, chase me up the up the gravel. I'm, I think that's why I've got such tough feet. Do you have tough feet? Yeah, I've got real hard skin on the bottom of my feet. It's we- probably from running up, running away from you up up the gravel driveway with my weapon. Yeah, <laughs> weapon of choice, usually a knife or something. <laughs> yes, and uh, what else did we used to do? We used to play the old. Um, Captain Insano, you remember that one? Oh yes, I think that's a uh, a Waterboy special. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Waterboy? Bobby Boucher, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's from. Yeah, I think, think you made it up. It's a pretty crock game. I think you made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard of him. Um, you basically you get the guy to to bend up, bend, stay on his feet, get over, crouch down like a kind of an egg, and the other guy picks him up. Um, and drops him on his head. <laughs> That's basically it in a nutshell. You go turn for turn, and whoever cries first, and it's game over. <laughs> Just slam the neck into the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good, good conditioning. Eh, get the the neck ready for the rugby season. <laughs> so lucky we didn't break a neck playing that crazy game. Yeah. The other the other game we didn't play this often. This was a one off one, but remember the fireworks fight. That we oh, had. Oh yes, used to look forward to Guy Fawkes every year. Um, 
yeah, one year in particular, it probably got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> what? Do you, did we have fireworks fights often? Um, I don't remember. I only remember that one time. I, I certainly used to experiment with fireworks. Like, I used to um, buy a load of them. and Bugs. Um, bugs and fireworks. Bugs and, yeah, yeah. Um, bugs and fireworks, big fan. Um, <laughs> used to buy a load of them and kind of rip them apart and try to take them together and make my own kind of uh, firework. Yeah. I did that for a... What a guru. Yeah, what an absolute <laughs> guru. Honestly, one one time I did it, and um, I must have not had the 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 wick long enough. Yeah, and I, I lit it, and I was ready to throw, it and it blew up in my hand. Oh, true. I, honestly, so lucky that I've got a hand. <laughs> so I haven't even played with fireworks. So lucky you had weak fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't do a great job at making a, a homemade bomb there. But now, nah, um, I think the one you're talking about, the the firework fight we had. Um, was at Neil Park, eh? Yeah. We went to like the BMX, was it like a BMX track sort of thing? Or was it just big uh, bits of dirt? I can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just a, a whole lot of dirt. Um, and I think, yeah, I think someone had maybe like tried to make some jumps out of it. Oh, but yeah. it was just a whole lot of random dirt. Yeah. So it was, you know, logically, it's the perfect place for a firework <laughs> fight. <laughs> bit, of, bit of few trenches. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, no, I remember. I think we had teams. A eh? we we both had a friend each. Yeah, you, you had your mate side, my mate Eddie, um, and you guys definitely had the the better fireworks. Eh? You a couple a couple of years older. Not me. So I had the massive boombox. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Like, you had the boom, the forty dollar pack, and the, we. I think I had the ten dollar pack. You had the ten dollar yeah. pack, and Eddie had just like just a, a couple, couple of your dud ones. <laughs> a couple of dud ones. Eh? <laughs> So yeah, we we were lining up with uh, um, a couple of ten shots, which you know they, <laughs> they don't do too much damage. The first three go straight at your feet, just <laughs> to build up to like maybe two shots in the middle that go somewhere. Eh? Yeah, and then the uh, the big boombox comes out, and <laughs> oh, it's pretty dangerous stuff. <laughs> I think there was there was close to tears for for one of the lads that were there. I think we. As you do, you naturally end up picking on the person that doesn't have any fireworks <laughs> left. <laughs> so uh, he, he he copped a bit of a peppering, but um, I remember we, we so dangerous though. <laughs> yeah, I remember we we walked away and we um, we're walking back to the home, which wasn't oh, right. too far away. And yeah, there was a, a massive fire that we had to go put out, <laughs> stamp out. Could have burnt down the whole God, of the old oh, park. Mate, would have had arson charges. It would have been in all sorts. Could have been a different life, eh? Would have not been good. Also could have got my head blown off with that damn boombox. Good times, eh? Recommend not doing firework fights to anyone listening. Yeah. What was our relationship like growing up, you reckon? Um, Yeah, I I always probably looked up to you as an older older brother. No doubt. Uh, I think it's just just the way it is, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I was always keen to to do whatever you were doing, and always probably at my peril a little bit, try to impress you. Um, I think at a at a young age, you always getting me to do all sorts of things. Um, one one memory that that sticks out is um, I think we were in Auckland at the time at a swimming pool, and you found a, a rubber tube, and you you basically just said, "Oh, Tom, you should." Stick this up your nose. 
Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Why, not? Why not? So I rammed a little rubber tube up my nose and it got stuck and had to go to the, the doctor and um, get get it out with some tweezers. <laughs> How far can you shove it, Tommy? Yeah, yeah I gave it a good nudge. <laughs> Certainly wasn't worth it. Um, got you ready for the COVID test. <laughs> oh, yeah, too, right. That was a breeze. Um, but no, I mean, I, I didn't really learn from that. I just... I still continue to try and uh, I don't know. You, you're quite quite convincing, kind of a bloke. So <laughs> you'd always get me to do something you wanted to do, but test the waters. Yeah, too scared to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're my wee crash dummy. The crash dummy. The prime example was at the the BMX track, and was that up the Mai Tai? Yeah, up the Mai Tai. Um, I already already mentioned we we didn't have the best bike, so. <laughs> I think uh, I think I had your bike. You still had a warped uh, wheel. <laughs> yeah, I think I uh, had your bike because I, I don't think I had one at the time. It was, <laughs> as you said, the the, the tire was probably buckled. But um, we we're up the Mai Tai and it was like a, 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 a basically a BMX jump where with like a bit of a hole in the middle and yeah, you, you had, had to, to clear about what two meters. You had to clear two <laughs> meters, you know. I w- to be honest, I would, wouldn't have a shit show chance of doing it now if I was pedalling as hard as I could, uh, let alone a you know, nine-year-old bloke <laughs> on, a, on a dodgy dodgy road bike. Um, but anyway, you managed to, as you, <laughs> as you do, convince me that I'd be able to make it. I'm quite good on a bike and it would be really cool. You get lots of air. <laughs> so there I was on, on, the, on the bike. <laughs> um, Rode up and probably got a, a 30, 30 meter run up, pedaled as hard as I could, um, hit hit the bar and barely got any air. <laughs> you didn't get enough speed. <laughs> oh mate, the little legs were pumping. Um, hit the middle, hit the middle of the the jump as you can imagine in the middle and smacked my teeth on the handlebar and that was the end of my two front teeth. Came out, eh? Yep, they came out. That caused me. Did they snap or both of them just what? Uh, they yeah, they got badly chipped both of them, and then they they died a a, a slow death. Oh, true. Um, so I had to get them extracted and got some new ones in there. So I remember when you first when you sm- when you crashed, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And I had to run from the Mai Tai home to get some help because obviously we didn't have cell phones or anything back then, and. I just took off. It was like a five k sprint, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get home to get some, to get some help or get someone to call the ambulance or something. But um, yeah, I think that's what got me so fit. So you got hard beat from running away from me, but I got fit from <laughs> running to your rescue. Yeah, cheers for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so let's go to your rugby for a bit. What? Uh, when did your rugby start? When did your rugby start for you? Because you started with soccer. Yeah, started with soccer. Um, played that. I think just because you were really you were yeah. playing soccer, and then you switched over, and I switched over when it was the first year of tackle. I think it's under tens. Yeah, mongrel. Um, but started out at um, Nelson Road Football Club. So um, yeah, played played age group all the way up there, and then Nelson College couple of years in the first 15 and when did you reckon you wanted to be a professional rugby player or was that ever a goal for you yeah i wanted to be a professional rugby player ages since i was a little kid did you yeah yeah 100 percent. i didn't think it would be possible yeah but it was always 
kind of something I wanted to do. I definitely chucked all my eggs in that basket, so I'm pretty pretty fortunate, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted to be a bug man, and then yeah, well, kind of. Well, <laughs> after what happened with Steve Irwin, you know, it's kind of spooked me. So <laughs> after his death, you went to rugby. Yeah. No, I was. I was always kind of wanted wanted to do um, the rugby side of things, but you just never really know if it's a pathway. And when you're younger, you don't really think about you know earning money. You just kind of think about something you want to do. You, what you want to do, yeah. You idolise all the all the guys on TV and the All Blacks, and that's kind of what you want to be. Mm. But you were never a massive rugby watcher, were you? You're more of a doer. Yeah, I think when we'd go to the rugby rugby games, I'd always want to play in yeah. the end goal. I'd yeah. always always be playing, and yeah. you'd you'd be there with your um, autograph book. <laughs> You're like one of those weird, weird kids that you get <laughs> that come up to you and bizarrely knowledgeable about everything. <laughs> um, but no, you, you've probably got a good scrapbook of signatures. Oh, probably I've got some autographs and notes from those games we used to watch that you <laughs> that you were playing. I was reviewing them in the stands <laughs> where yeah. you were playing. Sounds about right. Eh? But you were pretty. You were pretty good. At a young age, eh? Yeah, I mean, at a young age, I was I always made the rip teams and stuff. And yeah, always always went pretty hard. Um, and then you know, it's 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 kind of tough when you're growing up because other guys grow up at you know early or late. You know, yeah. you don't know when you're actually going to grow. You don't even know if you are going to grow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, some poor blokes that are like still waiting. childhood <laughs> childhood stars, and they just don't grow, and the, the dream's over. But um, yeah, I was always reasonably good. I think of around um, 14 or 15, I was pretty average, you know. I was small, skinny, and that's where it was like... Right, but you are always angry, eh? Yeah, I was pretty angry, eh? I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think um, just really competitive. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to win, and I just loved tackling when I was younger for yeah. some reason. It was probably because all those crazy games we used to play... <laughs> <laughs> make me lose the plot. <laughs> too many Captain Insanos. Too many Captain Insanos was trying to go around wrestling moves on the boys on the field. But um, no, nah, I was always I was always keen as to win. Like um, that's probably something that we both have. We're always very competitive against each other. And yeah. A lot of the times, um, when you'd lose, you'd as you do when you're young, you rub it in, and the, <laughs> the other guy that lost just. Gets angry at yeah. <laughs> well, we used to always play games. Uh, I remember like cricket, back front yard cricket. We had it. Like we used to always play a eh, and like last maybe thirty minutes guaranteed, and then there'll be like a fight or an argument. Someone would storm off. Yeah, and then it would be under an hour before we're back out there playing again because <laughs> we're like we're bored or we, we just we miss it and we want another chance to win. So we'd be like hundred <laughs> percent. That was like rugby oh eight as well. Like yeah, to have some massive arguments. I think I said I'd never play you again, and then as you say, like find myself in there half an hour and we're playing again and getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you never beat me. At that. Yeah, no, I don't about that <laughs> gurus but then nelson college first 15 was that when you really started to think that you were a chance yeah um i was pretty lucky because i got to kind of follow your pathway a little bit and like see see what you did and see where it would take you i think um being two school years behind you um i would have been fifth form and you were in the seventh form and yeah the, in the first 15 and you kind of see that 
you know, if you if you play well in the first fifteen, you do get recognised, and um, that's kind of the start of it, isn't it? Like, um, but at Nelson College, we're pretty lucky. We we had rugby class, yeah, which is just unbelievable. Um, you have a full period, so like an hour to to focus on what what you wanted to to improve <laughs> yourself as a rugby player, yeah, which is pretty class. Like, not many schools, I don't think, would have that, but. Um, I've had some good success from it, though. To be fair, eh? Like lots of rugby players, of lots of Nelson College people have come professional from that. I yeah, think. exactly. I mean, it does make sense because at the end of the day, like you can, that that can be your profession. You can provide for your family yeah. for 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 a long time. You yeah, know, and so. even if it's not a player, there was things to do like refereeing or yeah. coaching, training, that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that's kind of where in rugby training for for me came a little bit more serious and you know I signed up to the gym tried to get a little bit stronger um you know I'd, I'd always be kicking balls I don't know how I'm not a good goal kicker because <laughs> <laughs> honestly man I was down at the park like every yeah. day pretty much yeah. but just loving it me too <laughs> it's probably why my knees busted but but I, you actually have the record for the most penalties kicked haven't you some oh. weird item you kicked in one game and kicked like 10 from 10 or something I set you up perfectly for that one <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you could be right there <laughs> no I don't know man <laughs> I don't know what I'd, I I think I was 8 penalties or, or 8 something eight like penalties, 8 penalties yeah, in a game yeah. it's probably overtaken now but it was a wee a wee way back I, I, yeah that was one of the only games I've ever seen you kick though really yeah, you no, didn't I didn't kick I, much, eh? No, nah, I didn't kick much, but yeah, all those, the hard graft at the park came into fruition on that day. Yeah, <laughs> it was all worth it. Worth it. And then the next week you were probably none from six. <laughs> yeah, 100%, never to kick again. That was, that was it. <laughs> and then you made, so oh, so from, but at college you, um, you missed your seventh form year, was it? Because of your broken um, toe? Or was it? What uh, oh, I broke my finger in sixth form. Oh, you broke your finger in sixth form. Yeah, so I was in the first fifteen in sixth form, and I broke my finger and missed. I think I missed the quad tournament. And, oh yeah. Oh no, I think they 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 went to the top four, and I missed out on that, which was a bit of a shame. But yeah, I remember seeing the photo, and you're in your number ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they won the press cup and went up to the top four, but you played none of that. No, I didn't play. I was on the bench, and Griggy was gonna. Chuck me on. Oh, what game was this? Uh, this was up the top four. Oh, so did you go up? I went up there, yeah. With I, your dodgy finger? With my dodgy finger, oh, yeah. yeah. I was just, I mean, I don't know what Greg is. <laughs> he just <laughs> put me up there because he loves it. <laughs> so I was sitting on the bench. He said, I won't put you on, but if I need to put you on, I'll put you on. I was like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but yeah, we got a bit of a pummeling up north where, you know, there's it's a different gravy at schoolboy level, those um, North Island teams, eh? Well, it certainly was. I don't know what it is now, but yeah. Um, yeah, and then seventh form, yeah, first 15, and then, yeah. What about um, your toe? Because everyone always asks me, how did you get nicknamed Tojo? <laughs> you need to clear the air on this one, because yeah. oh, it's yeah. like the whole world calls you Tojo now. Yeah, I know, Tojo's um, it's one of those weird nicknames that has managed to stuck. Um I get asked it all the time as well, and I'm because it's such a crap story. I just, <laughs> I just be like, oh, I'll tell you later after a beer, and everyone gets real excited, but then they forget. Um, so I get away with it. But um, go like, on, spill the beans now. <laughs> spill the beans on the worst story ever. Um, yeah, so touch rugby days. Um, 
obviously we played we played touch for Nelson College, which was which was awesome. Um, yeah, one of the tours. Everyone got a nickname. Yeah, a yeah. tour nickname. Eh? A tour nickname. Everyone got a nickname, and they were all for no reason and all really crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, a good old Uncle Cyril <laughs> decided he liked the look of Tojo on me, and you thought it was hilarious, and then you just. <laughs> You didn't stop calling me Tojo, and then now you, did he? Was it because he had a broken toe or something? Yeah, I, I, I did have a couple of broken toes. Yeah, which could have been it. But I mean, what's the joke got to do with anything? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, he called me Tojo, and and then you thought it was crack up, um, and then your friends started calling me Tojo, and then everyone started calling me Tojo, and then it followed me everywhere in the Crusaders. Someone knew me as Tojo, so yeah, it's it's Can't hers. Get rid of it. nah, so. but like me and Jabba's, like <laughs> it's got to embrace it, eh? <laughs> yeah, shit, crack up. And oh, how was your like? How was touch for you? Did you find it massive for your growth? Because I remember encouraging you to come down to one of the trainings, mm. and you were. You were awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you wanted to quit like after that one training because I talked I talked it up to Randall, I think it was. I was like, oh, no, my brother will be good at touch. Yeah. Got you down and you just kept playing it off the mark and oh, yeah. couldn't get your head around anything. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this poor bloke. Uh, it, was, um, yeah, it was a tough introduction to the touch, eh? And obviously at that, at that time... Being a, being a young fellow, all the older guys get quite angry at you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like that old school kind of mentality. I was just I remember being so nervous playing because I never played touch before. It's like it's it's yeah. a bit of a different game. I've always kind of played rugby touch, but um, it took me a while to kind of understand the game. But once I got my head around it, definitely thrived. Um, I think it's so yeah, good for yeah, like your footwork and like your acceleration and just beating a man and yeah, even like just a little bit of like defense, like knowing like when to jam, when to shut, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, eh? It's so good for development, eh? I'd, I'd encourage anyone, eh? You just got to get past that first session. <laughs> <laughs> get past the first few sessions of playing it off the mark, which is yeah. probably the hardest thing oh, to get your head around, I, eh? I, I think I um, I scored a try on the five-metre line as well, which <laughs> absolutely damaged me. I had, like, a phobia of scoring early, like, every time pretty much from, from then, so... Well, it's a good, good phobia to have, I guess. <sighs> oh, is it? <laughs> Well, saved you scoring on the five meter line in the rest of your career. Yeah, you end up running dead, though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then from Nelson College, you made the under twenties. Yeah, so left school and had a year at um, NMIT studying applied. Fitness oh. <laughs> seems to be the thing to do for a few of the Tessie lads. Follow um, the brother. Follow the brother. Um, absolutely battled. Yeah, <laughs> struggled away, but um, I mean it was cool. It was good. Like it was fairly flexible hours, so I managed to get a lot of training in, and that was kind of where my headspace was. I wasn't really interested in the classroom. I was interested in trying to become a professional rugby player, and the way I looked at it, any time that I was spending in the the classroom was just time I could have been doing training, <laughs> helping helping myself get better. Because yeah. um, it's like a golden period that first year out of school, and I think I realised that, and I knew that, you know, the importance of trying giving myself the best opportunity to make the under twenties. Like mm. you can kind of set yourself up for a professional rugby career on the back of that. Yeah. So it was kind of all eggs in that basket, going hundies to make the under twenties and. 
you know, lucky enough, like we had we had a good coach, friends, and um, he he managed to pick a, a good white battler like myself, which um, probably su- surprised a lot of a lot of people. But um, you know, went away and had a reasonably good tournament, so it was all good. Ah, you definitely deserved. Uh, I know Renz wanted to pick me, but he couldn't. I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely you were definitely ready for that tournament. You carved it up when you went over there, and that was a pretty um, stacked team that year, eh? I had Jules on the other day, and he was, I think he was player of the tournament. But yeah, yeah, Jules. The whole team was stacked, eh? Yeah, Jules was, you know, absolute beast. As you, as you were saying, I listened to your potty, you know, he was, he was the same size as was he, what he is now, you know, yeah. just fast as, as anything. So, you know, he carved up that tournament, and yeah, a few, few good players, as there always is in the under 20s, eh? Yeah. And did you guys win it? Yeah. You did win it. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, we won by like 50 points. Yeah, and the family all came over to Argentina, barring me. Yep, sad guy. <laughs> I think I had like Tasman Sevens or something. I was priorities, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the family was over there, which is cool. Um, Mum, Dad and Anna in the stand, which, yeah, no, it was, it was a cool experience and definitely like the first real taste of kind of like what professional rugby would be like because, you know, you're, you're on tour for a month. You're getting fed well. You're training every day. It's mm. it's it's literally professional rugby. It is. It is professional rugby. And I remember thinking, like, man, I, this is definitely what I want to do. Yeah. And then the, it was it the following year you made Tassie. Yeah, the following year. Um, I think yeah. it was t- yeah, 2010. Um, had my debut Marco season, which was was good times. There. You were pretty unlucky not to make it in 2009 as well, eh? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I know. Yeah, I got a phone call um, saying that we're not gonna we're not gonna put, pick you this year. But yeah, I mean, it's all good. It's pretty. Were you, were you pretty gutted because I remember thinking that you were in for sure. Um, and then we had like a training game against you guys. I think you were playing for Nelson Bays and you were carving up. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really can't remember. remember. Can't really remember. But I just um, remember at the time I was so focused on making the under twenties. I didn't really care about. Oh, yeah. The Marcos and um, but yeah, made it in 2010 and absolutely loved it. Like, it was such a good group of good group of boys. Fortunate to to play with a lot of good people in the the Tasman Marcos region, and it's yeah. just such a good setup. Yeah, it was, and you were at second five then, eh? Yeah. Outside, moi. Yeah, yeah, the Marshall 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 combo. Yeah, um, which was yeah, no, it was good times, eh? Like it was so so raw in the midfield. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, so small. Looking back, hey, the whole team was raw, eh? Like how yeah. we played and yeah, all we, that stuff. Yeah, we was yeah we, we were, were pretty like Razzley. We didn't have much idea on like, how a game was played. Really. How to play rugby, <laughs> eh? Like poor old KK must have been <laughs> pulling his bloody hair out because you look back at the way we play. It's like what are you doing? But you it's know, glory it's, plays. It's good fun though. Like especially if you're you're out of school and you you're not really too sure. How how the structure works and stuff. Like I had a, had a fair idea from twenties and stuff, but yeah. um, no, it was cool. It was a great introduction and to be able to get loads of game time around some good players, which was good. Yeah, and then that year you made the Crusaders. One year ITM Cup, you walked straight into the Crusaders, the most stacked yeah. team in the country at the time. Yeah, off off the back of um, a few the, good short balls. A few a few good short balls. <laughs> uh, I remember that one against uh, Canterbury that was. One of one of the, one of my uh, favorite tries, I think, of oh. my, my career. 
Tea Park, which is good times. Eating Canterbury. Um, yeah, yeah. M- managed to make the Crusaders squad. Um, had a little bit of a decision around that at the time. I think I could have gone to most of the Super Rugby teams. but um, Did you? What, had all five chasing you? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a contract for most of the... Most I couldn't of get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have gone to somewhere as you. <laughs> Didn't Tony Brown think you were me once? <laughs> oh, mate, I, rec- I reckon so. There's the the North or South game in 2012. I ended up playing 10. <laughs> You'd never played there before. I never played 10, but I reckon Tony Brown thought I was you. He'd seen playing 10 for the Marcos. So. I should have taken your Highlanders <laughs> contract in 2010. Yeah. You should have, mate. You'd probably get away with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I went went uh, down to Christchurch, which was awesome, eh? Like such a surreal kind of experience. Your first year of Super Rugby, I think, because yeah. it's like the first time for me. I was um, surrounded by like elite players. Like the yeah. the Crusaders were absolutely stacked at that time, you yeah. know, and they were like world beaters. You know, there was Dan Carter, Richard McCaw, like everyone, like Brad Thorne, Karen Reed, yeah. Andy Ellis. Like it was. There was just absolutely quality everywhere, so it was a little bit daunting, um, but no, it was cool. And did you start um, any nah, games that year? Not initially. Um, so over in, I actually made my debut on T Park. Oh yeah, which was cool. So I made my crusader. Yeah, off the off the bench. Um, I think I got about twenty minutes. Had an absolute howler. <laughs> I was running around like a madman. Uh, I was just so pumped up, like yeah. Being at home, it was, it was an earthquake year, so yeah, every yeah, every yeah. game we played, we were away, um, and yeah, no, I just I just ran around like a madman. I think I dropped the ball like three or four times and just <laughs> loose, popping up at first five, just just wanted some action. Eh? Um, but no, that was cool. Um, and then in South Africa, um, in Cape Town, Dag tore his quad. Oh yeah, I think he like really bad. Like he was done for the season. I was on the bench. Um, they chucked Adam Whitelock on and moved Shawnee Maitland to fullback f- for the start because this was like five minutes into the game. Yeah. And then about 10 minutes later, Adam Whitelock um, tore his pick. Oh, true. So he was out for the season as well and they put me on at fullback and I managed to, to hold that um, number 15 jersey for the rest of the season. And How many games left were there? Um... Yeah, it was early doors, probably about 10, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, every game was away, like I said. It was the earthquake, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was a pretty special year. You went to Twickenham? Oh, yeah, went to Twickers as well. That yeah. was, yeah, we play, played the Sharks. That was at the start of the season, but that was cool. Like, you know, I'd never been to to London or anything, never, yeah. never flown business class, so you're yeah. just, you just G-whizzing the whole time. Yeah. I didn't end up playing that game, so, like, I was the ultimate G wizard, <laughs> <laughs> just love and life. Like first, first experience away, um, first time I had jet lag. A eh? so <laughs> I was in in a hotel, <laughs> and you know you're not meant to go to sleep. Yeah. So I was trying to stay awake. Yeah. I fell asleep, woke up. It was like seven o'clock. Yeah, I was like shit. Meeting. <laughs> I got to go downstairs. Like I was like man, like where have I been? It wasn't a meeting and. It, I thought it was breakfast time. Oh yeah. So I come downstairs, yeah. <laughs> boys are playing cards, and I was like, "Fucking like, where's breakfast?" And they're like, "Boy, it's <laughs> at seven p.m. What are you doing?" 
Absolute classic A, but um, what time did you fall asleep? I think like four in the afternoon. Oh, I yeah. just you know, like you know when you're like so tired, you just think that you always feel like it. You think you, yeah. Oh, I thought I'd been asleep for a day. I was like, oh god, I need to get up, get breakfast, get ready. Like we got we got like um, prep at like eight or something. But um, yeah, that's classic. <laughs> classic. Um, so how how were the boys though when you? How were the boys when you went into the environment? Like, who was who was good and who helped you out going into the Crusaders? Yeah, they're awesome, eh? Like, um, Dan Carter was class. Like, was he? He was, yeah, he was really good. Um, you know, Andy Ellis was yeah. great. Like, I used to like, do a lot of, like, work on stuff after training. Obviously, as an outside back, you do a lot of, like, high ball catching and stuff. But yeah. I used to do, like, a little bit of little bit of extra stuff as well so like no, all, all the boys are really good and then you know the four pack they're probably a little bit more old school in terms of you know you gotta earn your stripes you had yeah. players like thorny that used to scare the shit out of me to be honest <laughs> um i remember wearing a, a bucket hat out to training and he's like hey 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 kid come here uh, i'm the only one that wears a bucket hat around here so I uh, <laughs> took my bucket head off. Eh? Jeez, that's a good impression. <laughs> yeah, cheers, yeah. I got so a easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> nah, nah, that's, 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 the, that's the only one I've got in the locker. <laughs> Come on, get, get. I won't be doing the brom. <laughs> um, but, I mean, once once you play and, you know, you you, you earn the respect of, of your players and, and I think that's that's how rugby should be as well. You know, you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't be respected straight away and... I knew that, so you got to earn your stripes, and certainly was was like that a little bit more, a little bit more old school approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I managed to get a few games in the first year, so um, you soon soon become fairly comfortable in the environment. Mm-hmm. And you were there. Was what year did you make the final? You lost the final to the Reds. Yeah, that that was, was that. Yeah, yeah, oh, true. yeah. So that would have been like one of the one of the greats. Every every game away type thing, yeah. but. But the Reds, they had their own story, you know, they had their floods and stuff, so, um, yeah, they were just the, the better team on the day, it was pretty... How was that final, though, it must have been hissing, because it was sold out Suncorp, eh? Sold out Suncorp, man, it was it was surreal, I remember thinking, like, I would love to be in the stand watching this game, let yeah. alone being yeah. on the field playing the game, and yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was nervous, real nervous, like, looking at the... The program before the game doesn't really help, you know. You're like <laughs> absolutely stacked team, and then, yeah. then you know, then there's me, and then it's kind of like, right, let's do this, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 hard when you when you haven't done it before. <laughs> yeah, got no idea what you're in for, eh? Yeah. But you played well, eh? You played well? Nah, nah, pretty average, eh? Like, oh. yeah, yeah, below average, so. That's tough, but you know you. You were one on one with Digby a few times, weren't you? Oh, you never want to be one on one with Digby. Um, no, nah, I didn't play well at all, actually. Now I've actually not watched that game back because it was one of those ones. I think I dropped the first, the first contestable, which you know I just. That's your bread and butter too. Eh? You never I, drop contestables. I, try, I pride myself, eh, on that. But even um, from that age, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always think like that's just one of those skills that. You just got to do. You yeah. got, you got to be able to do it consistently every time, and it can swing momentum in games massively. Yeah, um, but you know it happens. <laughs> Happened to me a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so what got you to the Chiefs in the end? Um, yeah, got a phone call from Dave Rennie. Um, sold me the 
the Waikato dream. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was it was it was good, and I love I love working with friends. Um, Wayne Smith was there as well. Yeah. So for me, it was like I've had three years at the Crusaders, and I've enjoyed it. And to be honest, I, was, I cemented a, a starting spot on the wing, and you know it was going reasonably well. But I wanted to improve my game and take it to the next level. And you wanted like, to play fullback, did you? Yeah, I mean that was really. that was a, li- a little bit of it, but um, the main thing was just for me. I wanted to be coached by the best in the world, and Wayne Smith. Um, you know, I'd, I'd heard from a lot of players like he's the ultimate guru, and yeah, I don't I don't regret going there because man, I learned so much about the game. Yeah, um, obviously I, I didn't play as well as I'd like to, and you know, I was really ended up running around on one leg for a, for a fair bit, but um, I learned so much and a lot of knowledge and. It was great and had had a good time, eh? Like the Tron, the Tron's a cool place. So, um, yeah, that was kind of. The and there was some good boys up there. Yeah, some great great lads up there. Lived with uh, Big Wop Deezy and Squires up up in the Tron. But Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> the original Dennis. Yeah, uh, lived with him. But um, now the lads are good. Like the culture's really strong and yeah, some good leaders up there. Eh? It's How's like, the culture compare from the Crusaders to the Chiefs? Yeah, it's um, it's just different. Like the culture of the Crusaders was awesome as well. Like yeah. it was unreal when I was there. But like, there's just so many All Blacks. Like there's so many players that yeah, you don't need to tell players what to do because they they already know what to do, and yeah. it's just like so player led. Yeah. Where the Chiefs, it's kind of like half and half, and you've got like the Brains Trust, which is Renz and you know Wayne Smith and that and the rest of them, and then you've got like a really good group of senior players yeah and then you've got guys you probably need a baby a little bit more skate park a few skate a few <laughs> boys doing kickflips at the skate park <laughs> as, as we'd say but um yeah so you mentioned your leg injury running around on one leg what was that and when did you notice that yeah so pretty much my whole life i've struggled with a patella tendon injury so like usually they say you know it's not something that will ever stop you from playing. It's something you can manage. But anyone that's you know suffered from chronic patella tendon tendinitis, tendinosis, whatever you want to call it, will kind of um, sympathise with me. That's absolutely horrendous. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. Like oh, mine, mine was so sore, and I was struggling away, and I couldn't. Was that it. at the Crusaders or? Nah, really. it's a little bit sore at the Crusaders. Um, got worse at the Chiefs. Got worse, worse at the Chiefs for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I could have done a lot of things better as well, but um, so could the medical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, bang. <laughs> nah, I mean, like uh, you, you, you only you only know what you know. Reds yeah. didn't tell you about the medical <laughs> stuff. <do you>? <laughs> <laughs> um, you only know what you know as a player and stuff, eh? So I was just, um, I remember like towards my, my last year at the Chiefs, like I wouldn't train all week, and then they'd roll me out to play in the in the weekend. So yeah, that's not sustainable for anyone. Like that's 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 only one thing that's going to do is long term damage. So yeah, it certainly did with me. Um, as I said, I got off the off the plane to Gloucester, my my new fresh club. They were all excited to have me. Um, and straight into the the theatre room, mm. um, great bloke. Hakan Alfredson from Sweden, um, absolute legend. I know he's a big podcast fan, so he's probably listening. Um, he he's my Swedish listener. <laughs> I was wondering who yeah, that guy was. Yeah, he, he sliced me open and he, he said, this is this is one of the worst I've seen. I've seen another player that was a, a Premier League goalkeeper and he never got back playing, but 
so that, that filled me up with a bit of anxiety, but yeah, man, managed to get back onto the field. And honestly, like I reckon, a, a week after being out of the theatre, my knee felt better than it felt going into the theatre. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just been chronic pain that I'd had for so long. Sure. So it was just about like, um, you know, rehab, getting getting the muscles going again, and all that. And I, I don't have any issues with it now. Touch wood. So. And how are Gloucester with that? Obviously, you're the new big signing, marquee signing, and you turn up, can't play for nine months. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few awkward conversations, eh? Um, I think I, I got I got my salary chopped in half for uh, until I took the, the playing field. Oh, yeah. Which is still pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> nah, which was which is pretty, pretty gutted, eh? Because, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I knew I was injured going over, they knew I was injured, but... Um, just to I guess, not that extent Yeah I guess they didn't know how bad it, it really was But um, That was all good And it's just hard Because you know you're a, you're a new player coming over And the English boys all talk You know they, they know what everyone's on They know what everyone's getting paid They know what positions they're playing So like everyone wanted to see me train And wanted to see me play And obviously walking around I'm, I don't look very athletic Or <laughs> I don't look like a I don't look like I know how to play rugby or yeah, like or a bug man. I look like a bug man. Um, precisely, you know, a good, a good, a good white battler, um, as as they say. Like, um, so, th- so that was tough. Like, boys, probably on to me a little bit, but you know, once I got on the field, it was what was all good. Yeah, carved it up. You played well every time you sort of wore the cherry and white, eh? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too often. <laughs> <laughs> it was back to back to back to back to back, eh? Yeah. Injuries, which was tough, but. Uh, managed managed to pay well enough to keep getting another contract. <laughs> you'd sort of time it so that when you when contract negotiations came came around, you'd start playing and start playing well. So uh, yeah, got, ended up getting five years over there. Yeah, got five years um, and five games and five games. Yeah, <laughs> a game here it was it wouldn't be too far off. But, uh, no, actually, yeah, I, I left um, when COVID hit, and I, I managed to get out of my contract and. Managed to look elsewhere just for a, a change of scenery. Yeah, and you followed your Gloucester coach Johan Ackerman. Yeah, big Johan. Um, followed followed him over to uh, Docomo. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it'll be cool. You know, um, I think you know the, the club probably at the bottom of the top league, so we we might be on the back of a few hidings and stuff. But I've I've worked under Johan, so I know the way he plays, and he loves to chuck the ball around. So I'm sure we'll have a bit of fun. Yeah. Going back to Gloucester, how did you find your time at Gloucester? Because I know like they've got a lot of loyal supporters and things who um, get yeah. right behind the team. Eh? How did you find that? No, nah, it's 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 awesome. It's honestly like one of the 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 best places I've played. Like King's Home when it's sold out, the shed, yeah. which is just like the noise. It's just electric atmosphere. It's so cool. Um, luckily, like. Um, the shed faithful were were pretty kind to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know they, they they're absolutely ruthless as as you know fans are fans <laughs> are you know when particularly when you're losing, which was more often than not at um at Gloucester and like the rugby probably didn't go as well as it should have. You know we kind of underperformed the the whole time, but um as as an experience, like I absolutely loved it. Like I wouldn't change it. Like yeah, so good to just get away from. Your bubble, I suppose, like yeah. get away from everyone, get away from your friends, your family, all your support network, and um, I think you find a lot of, a lot out about yourself during that time, and 
it's really a good opportunity for personal growth. Yeah. So one thing that one thing that a lot of people won't know about is that your sister was on the New Zealand Bachelor. Hey, <laughs> your sister. <laughs> our, no, our sister was on the New Zealand Bachelor. How was that for you? Yeah, um, I was in the UK, so I never watched it live, or there's no hype around it. Like, oh, yeah. none of the boys knew. So, I mean, that, <laughs> that was an absolute godsend, and I, I wasn't about to tell them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I caught. I didn't catch too many episodes. It's not really my my scene. The, the Bachelor. It's pretty hard watch when your sister's on there. <laughs> Such an awkward program. But yeah, it was probably it's probably more you that would have got. Oh, I remember the first message came up on like the group WhatsApp in the first episode, and they're like, "Oh, Jimmy's sister," <laughs> with the emoji with you know the heart eyes, and I was like, "Oh God, this, this is not going to be good." And just every day, the next day, training after the episode was just like. Oh, what, <laughs> what, are the boys, what are the boys going to say to me today? But thankfully, she didn't last too long. Oh, you would have been stoked. <laughs> I think she lasted, what, three weeks? And Naz worked out a plan to get her off. Oh, <laughs> nasty Naz. Nasty Naz. Now, she is a horrible person. <laughs> but yeah, she got her off The Bachelor, which probably saved me. So that was quite good. But anyway, what, what's your plans going forward? You sort of talked about staying in Japan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure really. I'd I'd love to just kind of finish the career in Japan. Yeah. Um, How many years you got left? You reckon? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take it year by year. But you know, I mean, I'll pay for as long as I can. And so for me at the moment, it's just forty. Forty. Would you play to forty? Would I play to forty? Yeah. Jeepers. Um, Alex Ainley is. Yeah, Alex. Inspirational. Hey. Eh? Mm. Anyone else? Any Ratledge, any forty two. Any backs? Um, Sorelli Bobble. Oh, yes, yeah, Sorelli. I think he was 45. <laughs> He's still playing. <laughs> He's still going. Somewhere deep in the, the French divisions. Um, no, I think I, that's, that's just ludicrous. <laughs> What's realistic for you then? Realistic. I'll be happy with a few years. Um, but, you know, as I said, like it's it's all body depending, isn't it? Like, age is just the, the number you are. Like yeah. You could you could be 35 but feel like you're, you're 29 or yeah. you could be 29 and feel like you're 80. Yeah, and so, you were 25 and you probably felt... Eighty. I feel I feel a lot better now than I did when I was twenty five. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've I've learned a lot about my body and what what it needs, and you know, it's what does it need? Oh, it just needs it needs <laughs> love. I need to spend a little Ooh. bit. <laughs> I need to spend a little bit more time on it. You know, it's 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 a recovery. Like I never did any recovery when I was younger, oh, but yeah. like, it does it does help recovery. Like. Making the most of it, um, not lifting heavy weights. Yeah. Heavy weights is killer, eh? Like, <laughs> so bad. I reckon that's like ha- half of the most. Some people swear injuries. by lifting heavy weights, and some people swear by not lifting heavy weights. And I'm <laughs> definitely the latter. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you can't lift heavy weights, don't lift heavy weights. <laughs> well, I guess if you can, it's easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, not that heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's just just about looking after the body and just just. Seeing how we go. Yeah, true. And you've got a few lads at your club. Yep. Uh, Marty Banks is there. Banksy. <laughs> big, big Banksy. Um, so, no, that'll be cool to catch up with him. And I know a couple of the boys from Gloucester um, are heading over as well. So, yeah, no, they'll be a good, good little crew. And then um, plans after rugby. Have you got anything sorted out? What would you like to do after rugby? Um, no, I don't really have any plans at the moment. It's all kind of just depends how, how long I can play for and... 
see where we end up. You know, life's life changes all the time, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's been a, a good realization with with COVID that you got to keep your your plans pretty short term, eh? Because you don't you don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you got to have options at the same time, but um. No, nothing, nothing worth talking about. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just kind of see how I go, see how long I can keep the dream alive for. Fair enough. And obviously, being the new dad, that's that changes things again, eh? Puts a bit more pressure on financially, I guess, but um, also your time. You're a bit more wary of your time and what you're doing with it. Yeah, it, it is. And but in the same breath, you know, it just it gives you a bit of perspective as well of what what is important, you know. And there's a lot of stuff. Like a lot of wasted time throughout your days if you don't have kids. <laughs> it's like, jeepers, what was I doing? You know, Painting. like, yeah, like just waste and stuff. So you know, it's 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 been nice. It's been refreshing, and um, you know, it's it's quality. It's good stuff. So as always, I've got some seriously good questions here for you from the Waterlad Instagram. If you want to come follow the journey, come follow the journey. There's some good stuff on there. Um, first question is from Brad Weber. You are the greatest drinker he's ever known. What's the biggest session you've put yourself through? That's a great question. Oh, Webby, what a lad! I appreciate that, mate. That's um, that's a hell of a big call. <laughs> he uh, would know some drinkers too. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Uh, but you have always been a good drinker. What do you put that down to? Uh, I've just stolen Webby's question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you put it down to? Uh, Mental toughness, <laughs> a lot of practice. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably a lot of practice. <laughs> a lot of practice. Um, so, what was the biggest session? Biggest he, session. He oh man, I've had so many, so many big sessions, so many good times. <laughs> so um, much practice. In the yeah, I remember playing Canna Hole out in the old Misty. That was always one of my one of my favourite days. But um, in terms of the biggest session, I think I can't really go past the the Tasman end of season dues. They're always they go for about four or five years, you know. And years. I'm at <laughs> Jeez, that is a big day. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean days. Uh, they go for four or five days. Um, they've always kind of prided themselves on uh, India do. Yeah. Particularly at at the stage where you know we were just battlers. We never won anything, but we'd celebrate like we won it. Celebrate like we won the Renfrewly Shield, and we were into it. Um, so yeah, I remember one end of year doing in particular. I think Jimmy Cowan was after me. He, you know, he heard that, and I was a reasonably good drinker, and he was going one for one with me. Um, that turned into like a massive night. Um, obviously, I, I put him to sleep. He, he was. Did he bet? Oh, someone told me about this the other day. Did he bet you a thousand bucks? Was there a thousand dollars on the line here? Yeah, I think he owes me a grand. Apparently he paid you, or no? Oh, he might have put it on the tab. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's probably oh, done yeah. that, yeah. yeah. But no, he um, he was asleep nude in the pokey rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I won that one, but I remember... I How was, many drinks did you have today? What? Oh, man, yeah, it was, it was relentless, what and was it was he just kept coming up, he was charging. But I was, I, was, I was feeling pretty good at the time, so it was all right. But um, it caught up with me later on. I remember heading home, I think... I think I was actually meant to be staying at the in-laws' place, but I ended up going back to mum and dad's place. Oh yeah, and they were away, so the whole house was locked up. Oh yeah, um, but in the in the kitchen, the the kitchen window was slightly open for the cat to come <laughs> in and out. So I um, I hoisted myself up there. Like I don't remember this obviously, but I figured it out. Yeah, through tracing my steps the next the next morning, I must have hoisted myself up there, gone into the kitchen, 
smashed the the tap on, yeah. or must have got a drink for for a tap, and um, flooded the whole kitchen. <laughs> flooded the whole kitchen. I, I got up. I, I left the next day because we were still going. It was like I think it was day four, and we had another. I left the tap on. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I got up and left the house and didn't go into the kitchen, so I had no idea that I'd flooded the house. Oh, true. And I got a a text from mum, and she's like, "What have you have you been at home?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, why?" <laughs> she's like, "The kitchen's flooded." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like absolute panic mode, eh? I don't remember but, this. Hey, eh? I don't never remember this. No, I don't. She didn't really talk about it. Eh? Yeah. They were like, they were pretty angry with me. <laughs> Did you have to pay for anything now? Yeah, yeah, and no, I had to pay. Had to get um, new kitchen doors and like. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty expensive. So I probably spent Jimmy's grand on that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, worth it. That was that was probably uh, one of the bigger sessions, and I I decided after that I, I wouldn't go more than two or three days. Like, it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. You're sick for a couple of weeks afterwards. It's just yeah. What about in the UK? Was there any big ones in the UK? Yeah, in the UK. Um, yeah, we had some some good good sessions. Um, had a good trip to Galway. Me and a couple of mates of mine, Paddy and um, Thorlo. Big listeners, so shout out. Um, we tried to do twenty pints of Guinness, yeah. which is a pretty reasonable, reasonable feat. Um, me and Paddy were, were both on seventeen, but there's always one battler, isn't there? Like <laughs> you don't often get three strong drinkers together at, at the same time. So poor old uh, Ollie Thorley, he was he was stuck on eight beers for a long time, and he was falling asleep. So. He, we had to take him home, but um, yeah, seventeen points of Guinness is not 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 too bad, too yeah. bad of an effort. And was that at seventeen? Yeah, oh, easy. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Chances. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's. I don't often sit down and try to do challenges. That was yeah. just like a novelty, oh, a, yeah. a novelty to try to get to twenty. But you're always good at the six before six too. Oh, one of the greats <laughs> at the races. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Next question. Good question. Um, well, this staying on the drinking theme. Dwayne Sweeney from Tales with Sweens has asked, "How good was the game of fingers post 2014 Chiefs season?" It's very specific, isn't it? <laughs> this is a one-off game <laughs> that he remembers. Oh, that. It must have been absolutely <laughs> epic. Those those who know me know that I lo- absolutely love a game of fingers. Um, yep. I honestly cannot recall what happened there. Um, Must have been Crook, because Sweeney's always asked Crook questions. Yeah, no, he's 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 a bit of a bad man. I, I can't remember that. I do I do remember a, a good game of What Are the Odds? What Are the Odds? How do you play that? Um, so, like, um, depending on the challenge. So if I said, um, what are the odds to down a whole, whole can of favors. fortune favours? You'd say, like... A number. Depending on how hard it is, like if it's relatively easy, three. you'd say three. If it was something you really didn't want to do, you might go 100. Oh, yeah. So for you, you'd probably go 50. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and and you go three, two, one, and you both say same the number, number at the same time. And if you if you, if you you land on it, then you got to do the odds that you set. Um, so I remember Chiefs end of year do, I think we were on a wee bus trip to the Marae for a... <laughs> For our end of the year party, <laughs> where was it? Uh, at the Marai. Was it? <laughs> yeah, the, the end of year party was at the Marai. Yeah, we're, we're on the way there, but we had a. a bit this of wasn't a, the year they had the stripper and stuff. No. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> you heard stories. <laughs> Stripper at the Marae. I don't know if that's a uh, play on, but <laughs> anyway, we'll probably leave that. That's not that's not part of the story. Um, yeah, we're on the way to the Marae, um, and we stopped off at a pub for a feed. So it was a bit of a bit of a you know a boozy boozy yeah. bus trip and a few few jars at the pub, and they brought out some platters. Um, so there's like. You know, samosas, spring rolls, money bags, chicken nuggets, little savouries, sausage rolls, yeah. chips, fish, you know. You, Everything. The works. <laughs> you couldn't name another one, I bet you. <laughs> I've known them all. Savaloys. Uh, sav- yeah, savaloys <laughs> and sauce, yeah. That was a different bowl though, wasn't it? Um, so there was a platter of um, savouries and stuff. Boys were all pretty full and we got the we got the call to the busso call. Um, so there was probably, I reckon, half a, half a plate of... Um, savouries and stuff like that. It, was a, it was a big feed it would, it would still feed probably four people we played what are the odds with uh, Big big Whopper Big Whopper Big Whop DZ Jamie McIntosh um, and he, he set 50 50 yeah so he, so he went, didn't want to do it really he didn't really want to do it but he backed <laughs> he, he, he he backed himself that you know 50 is pretty pretty unique like yeah. you're, you're pretty safe if you're getting 50 yeah um, so we went bang 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 17 both of yeah, both of us at the same time. It was he, he was absolutely gutted. Like, <laughs> it was like he was a little kid that had to stay at the table and eat his eat his veggies. He was like distraught. Like for those you know, he's pretty like a lively kind of a character. But you'd just, think he'd love all that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you'd think the big boy, the big boy, must have gone hard early. He must have filled himself up. Um, I think in the end we had to to let him away with on compassionate. Leave, um, just because it was a lot of tucker and the big boy, the big boy was full. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. Of what are the odds? Oh, true. Well, so you can't remember the fingers, but there's a game. What yeah. are the odds? Okay, um, this one is: Are you disappointed? Your twin brother's test average is only nineteen point eight one. Twin brother, <laughs> the twin. So. Is who am I? <laughs> no, you must be. You, I'm Hamish. You must no. be Hamish. As you're James. Yeah. Is this question? This is a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am disappointed in your average. <laughs> no, no, but it's uh, better than your um, backyard cricket average. To be fair. Yeah. No, I mean no. I held my own. All right. Um, I was a big hitter, except you know, you never really wanted to hit over the fence to the, yeah. the neighbours. <laughs> it was always a scary one, eh? Our, our neighbours is a what? What would yeah. you call it? Nah, it's a it's a Nawa too, so it's Nawa I think it's it's PC to say it's a mental institution. Yeah. But um so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I mean <laughs> if you went oh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember hitting one of my classic sixes <laughs> and I had to go get the ball and I creeped up to the ball. And there's this guy standing behind me swinging like with the, the chain, yeah. chain with like a ball on it and shit, it gave me a fright. It just sprint back. It was, oh, it's good times, <laughs> eh? a bit of justice there. <laughs> yeah, you had to be careful going over to the old mental institute, but that probably stopped me from hitting sixes throughout my <laughs> cricket career, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> just be using that. Just had a fear. <laughs> okay, what's your um, best memory from Crate Day? Crate Day, oh, one of the best days every year, eh? 
Surely it crates more than 18 Guinnesses. Oh, 18 Guinness is tough, is man. It? Like you, you sit down and I'll, we'll, we'll, yeah. take, <laughs> we'll take you. We'll do a wee trip down to the old pubo and see how you get on. Um, no, a crate, a crate's a good solid, uh, solid shift, a isn't big it? Day. Um, no, it was always exciting. Eh? It was always good as a group of schoolmates and stuff. We would always have it. I think on Boxing Day because everyone was home for for Christmas. So we'd yeah. we'd set up a wee crate day, start early and. Crack on, usually end up uh, a few crazy <laughs> antics, but uh, yeah, it's all good fun. Who would win a run it straight challenge, you or your brother? Oh, wow. We've kind of touched on this, but. It's quite fitting. Now, me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if uh, I can't even you'd, walk. you'd get too much steam up. <laughs> It'd be quite fun, actually. A bit of redemption. Um, back in the day, yeah, it was always like, yeah, we've already touched on it, you know, it was always pretty, pretty close. You'd always. A little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic, Faster, stronger, just a little bit softer and a little bit <laughs> pee heart. <laughs> I think I definitely used to win them back in the day, but now I'd say even before my hip injury, no, but I'd a, be willing to concede a, that to you. Oh, it's it's a great honour. It's a gr- it's a great game. Every every sibling should really play it to see who's yeah who's got the throne in the household. I think I know my two boys love playing it at the moment, but. Ollie gets his elbow up straight in Toby's throat and it's oh, all over. Oh, just like his old boy. <laughs> yeah, absolute grub. Just been watching the videos. Okay. <laughs> Who was the better player, you or your brother? Um, both absolute battlers that mm, marginal. <laughs> managed to forge a career from a, it. Steal a living, so it's all good stuff, both. Fairly similar. You probably got paid a bit more, but you know those are the breaks. Your, your, your pay's just starting, eh? You got five years in Japan coming. Chances, chances. Okay, this one's from one of my American uh, listeners. Would you rather only use a fork or be able to only use a spoon? Well, only use a fork or a spoon. Yeah. Um, fork. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Rattled. Cool. Dummy here. Is this a trick question? <laughs> Confidently said uh, fork. No, no. Hundred. Uh, oh, what about a knife? No, it's not an option. Oh, I'd use a spoon. I eat, eat a lot with my hands, eh? Oh, true. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Last question. What's your favourite flavour of uppercut chips? Uh, uppercut chips taste like they say they do. <laughs> salt and vinegar for me. Salt and vinegar all day. Any type of chips, salt and vinegar. Me too, actually. So that um, that's all the questions uh, that I, that we've got time for. But um, thanks heaps for coming on, Tommy. Uh, it's been I've been wanting to get you on since I started it. Obviously. We've had a very close relationship throughout our lives and um, it's been awesome watching your rugby career throughout our careers. I think we've sort of, we've played each other a lot of times and we've had some good battles out on the field, but it's been awesome having the rugby career journey with you and now I'm coming to the end. I'm looking forward to watching you over the next few years carve it up in Japan and um, make that massive tin, but appreciate you coming on and um, yeah, thanks for giving up your time. Cheers, mate. Um, Pleasure. Pleasure.